Good morning, Maranatha. It is time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. We're so glad that you are gathering with us around the Word of God today. Wherever this this webcast is reaching you, anywhere in America, anywhere in South America, anywhere in any continent because of the Internet, we welcome you today. We pray that your heart is ready to receive. Amen. A good ground heart will, will bring forth forth fruit of this time we're spending in the Word of God. Jesus talked about the Word of God being like seed that is sown, and if it finds good ground, it, the Word, brings forth fruit, 30, 60, and 100 fold. Praise God. Well, if, if I, hey, if I offered you $30, $60, or $100, which one would you take? Well, I'd grab the hundred. <laughs> you know, I, I was born at, I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. Praise God. I know enough to know if there is potential spiritually or as well to be a hundredfold, I want to go for the hundredfold. How about you? I want to be fruitful in God's kingdom, and I want my prayers to be fruitful and productive. I don't want to pray and hope for the best. I want to pray and know that God has heard my prayer and because he hears the prayer. And 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 I'm going to say something up front. We don't have a whole lot of time, so I'm kind of talking fast, but I want to clarify of what what our subject is today and why it is so vitally important. The subject today is how to pray no-so prayers. How to pray no-so prayers, not hope-so prayers. There's a vast difference. Faith is the subject of things hoped for, but it is the tangible evidence in our heart before we see it manifest of things not seen. Praise God. We know we have it before we see it, and that's why we're going to see it come to pass. Praise God. And what I, the reason this is so important, we've kind of made faith in many circles uh, uh, the only issue of prayer. What, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing. Faith is a, one of the elements to answer prayer, a vital element as, as your faith be, so be it unto you. But we've kind of made faith an all-inclusive uh, element that you don't need anything else in your heart, anything else, and, and yet the Bible is very clear that there is more to answered prayer than just believing God for what you need or what you want. And that's what we want to talk about. We don't want to pray and and hope for the best. We we don't want to just pray and believe in our heart that we're going to receive it. We want to pray and believe in our heart because we know God has heard us. That is the foundation for the proper use of faith or even the legal use of faith. You know, you can't get, you can't use your faith to get your will done, but you can use your faith to get his will done. <laughs> Praise God. But in order for that to occur, we must be surrendered to his will. So let's talk about this vital issue today, how to pray no so prayers. Psalm 66, 16 through 20. It says, Come near, 
all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. I want to stop right here for just a moment. In order to pray a no-so prayer, we need to make sure, amen, that we are in a right relationship with God. Number one, you've got to be a Christian, amen. You know, the New Testament is clear. It was a given to all of those people. It said, in actuality, we know that God heareth not sinners. But if a man be a worshiper of God and does his will, him he heareth. We should underscore doeth his will. One of the great works of God in our life, other than forgiving our sins and saving our soul, is to transform our heart to where we have a heart that desires to obey and please God. It's something new. It's something different. Praise God. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. And one of the new things is that we have a new heart to obey and please God. Now, our flesh will give us a problem. The devil will tempt us. The world will try to pull us and press us into its mold. But our heart, in our heart, Hallelujah. There should be, and there will be, if you're truly saved, a desire to serve God and to please Him. And and here the psalmist is saying very clearly, if I regard, if I know there's sin in my life, and, and I'm, I'm going to go to God and know that He's going to listen to my prayer, I need to deal with that. That's why just praying that God will intervene in faith is not enough. Just praying for America, our nation, is not enough. Listen, listen carefully. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and turn and seek my face and turn from their wicked way, I will hear from heaven. I will. I will hear from heaven. You see, it's not just a faith issue. There's more than that. It is a heart issue. And that's what is missing many times. We kind of uh, uh, put ourselves in a different category uh, that we never need to repent. We never need to, to take a holy introspect and look in our own hearts and look in our own lives. Let me tell you something about a wicked way. You don't have to be some kind of, of terrible person with, with all kinds of evil, evil, you know, <laughs> when we say the word, wicked, we think of every vile sinner that is rebelling against God. You know what a wicked way is in the sight of Almighty God? It's any way that we are walking in independent of Him and unconcerned about what His will is. You know, many people want their way, and they're trying to use faith to get their way instead of bowing to God's will. And I've always put it this way, dear friend. Amen. You got you you need to bow 
before you use your faith to believe. I want to say that again. We need to bow before we use our faith to believe. The pattern prayer, the Lord's prayer, which is really a pattern prayer for us. His prayer for us is in John's gospel around the 17th chapter. Amen. But they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And he said, when you pray, acknowledge your relationship with God, our Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, but do it reverently. I always put it this way. He may be your father, but he's not your old man. Hallowed be thy name. Listen, thy kingdom, before we ask him for anything, before we use our faith to believe him for anything, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Jesus prayed it, didn't he? In the garden, nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will be done. Hallelujah. In Pilate's hall, Jesus said, Father, I know that you always hear me when I pray it. The reason he did, and Jesus, of course, he was God incarnate, but but he was operating uh, without that divinity, praying to the Father, though he was the second person of the triune God. He prayed, amen, to the Father, said, I, I know that you hear me. Why? Why? He also said previously in the volume of the book, it is written, I came to do thy will, O God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And someone has said it clearly, and I've repeated it many, many times. You can't pray, thy kingdom come, until you pray, my will surrender. If I don't surrender my will, his kingdom can't come in me. Because he can't rule and reign in me when I am going my own way. And let me tell you about my own way. My own way is a wicked way because I'm operating independent from God, unsurrendered to God. And that is what is the great hindrance to prayer. We're just teaching people to believe, 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 so you might receive and not deal with these crucial fundamental, foundational issues of the heart. Amen. You know, the Bible said in the book of James, you have not because you ask not. Well, if it's stopped there, then it's just a faith issue, right? But then the ne continuing the verse, it says, but you ask and receive not. Now it's no longer just a faith issue, amen, or a trust issue. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss. You're not praying according to the will of God. You ask amiss to consume it on yourself. And you know something, the heart, that's why we've got to let God help us with this. The heart, the Bible said in the Old Covenant, is desperately wicked, deceitfully wicked above all things. Who, who can know it? Who, who can know it? God knows it. And God will show us these areas of our heart. Well, am I praying for my glory? Am I really doing this for the glory of God? 
Am I really doing this to honor Him? Am I really surrendered to His will? Or or is my way... You know, Frank Sinatra, I think I said it recently in a meeting, uh, that Frank Sinatra made a song very, very popular. And and he's talking about living his life on his own terms and said, I, I did it my way. I did it my way. Well, you see, my way, independent of God and and, and unconcerned about His will, just wanting my way, that is a wicked way. And if I will turn from my wicked way to me means not only to see if there's any way in me, any, any sin that is unconfessed, repenting of any known sin, but a sin that is so subversive and so subtle that many times we don't even address it. And that is that I am constantly using my faith to try to get God to give me what I want instead of what He wills. And it takes a surrendered will and to know that He hears us. Amen. There's no doubt about it. God bends down to listen to prayer when it is prayed in the will of God. Look at verse 19 of Psalm 66. But verily He hath heard me, He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Amen. David praised God here in the Psalms for hearing his prayer and helping him. Listen to Psalm 28 and verse 6. Blessed be the Lord because he hath heard the voice of my supplications. And verse 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song I will praise Him. I'm going to tell you, when the church starts getting answered prayers, hallelujah, when we start praying and God starts moving and we see the mighty hand of God at work in response to our cry, hallelujah, there's going to be praise. We're going to get our song back. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, you know, listen. Listen, in, in John's Gospel, chapter 15, we call it the fruit-bearing gospel. I am the vine, and you are the branches. And every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. But every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it might bring forth more fruit. Amen. Hallelujah. I've spoken these things unto you, that my joy might be in you, so that your joy might be full. Praise God. Amen. And what was part of the other part of that? If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask what you will. You know why? Because if the word of God is abiding in me, it teaches me to say not my will, but thine be done. And it also reveals to me his will through what He has purposed and promised and instructed me in His Word. And so, 
faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And and I've often said this and I, time won't let me to go deep into this today, but let me scratch the surface and teach you this today. Amen. When it says faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God, immediately most people look for the promises. And dear friend, I want you to know, amen, faith, go looking at the promise is a catalyst for and a stimulant for the release of faith. Amen. But the source of faith is God, his person and his character and the revelation of his will through his word and by the Holy Spirit. I believe that God hears me when I pray according to His will. And when answers begin to come, hallelujah, amen, my heart greatly rejoices too. And with my song, I will praise Him. Hallelujah. David praised God for hearing His cry and delivering Him. In Psalm 34, 3 and 4, it says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. He, he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. And in verse 6, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him. Underscore that. He heard him. That is the supreme issue of prayer. It's the, it, it makes it legal to use your faith when you know God is listening. And he saved him out of his troubles. Hallelujah. Verse 7, The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. He's already Listen, he's not just going to send the angels. They're waiting for for orders from him and they are already attending us praise god david acknowledged that god listens when we pray when we pray according to his will amen and and he and he gave him the grace to wait for the answer psalm 40 and verse 1 says i waited patiently for the lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. We used to sing it, didn't we? We may still sing it. I love the song. I, <laughs> amen. You might want to turn your radio down just a notch. I love the Lord and he's singing a psalm. Listen. I love the Lord cause he heard my cry. I love the Lord cause he heard my prayer. I love the Lord cause he heard my voice turning his ear always to me. Turning his ear always to me. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that word turning, that that phrase in the song, turning his ear, it would be in the psalm, he inclined to me. He inclined his ear to me. Scripture said the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. His ears are open to their cry. You see, I need to be right with God. It's more than a faith issue. And I need to be surrendered to His will. Can we, can we go over that again? I need to be right with God. And I need to be surrendered to His 
will. Praise God. Amen. It's very clear in the New Testament that the supreme issue to get answered prayer is not faith alone, but rather to discover and to pray in the will of God. Amen. That word incline means to turn his ear, to bend down and listen. To bend down and listen, according to one paraphrase. It's very accurate of, of what, how God is reacting to this kind of a prayer from someone who is right with Him and belongs to Him and has a covenant with Him and is surrendered to Him. Praise God. The Lordship of Jesus is essential to answered prayer. And so that's why we bow. Before we believe, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Do you see? We're not standing demanding. We are bowing and praying for God's will to be done. Hallelujah. In order for his rule and reign in us, not just first in us and then on earth. Praise God. In earth and then on earth. Praise God. I, little children would come up to me after a service and they would almost just barely be above my knee and they're pulling on my coat or pulling on my pants leg because they drew something they want pastor to see. And I've never ignored one of these little ones. I want them to know the God of love, the God of grace. I want them to know the God that bends down and listens. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I would have to, I had to bend down and, and listen carefully and give them my full attention for that little space of time, uh, in order for them to show me or tell me what they wanted me to hear. I want them to grow up and never lose an image of God when it when we understand when we pray according to his will and full surrender to it he bends down he listens faith is now uh, we're authorized to use our faith to get his will done not just to get our way Praise God. Amen. I repent of every prayer I prayed just to get my will done. I want God's will done. Amen. Even even if it puts me in an uncomfortable situation, even if I had my way, I would choose another way. I love, I, listen, I don't want my way anymore. I don't care what kind of a, a, a circumstance it may put me in to surrender and trust God for His will to be done. I want to pray no-so prayers. I want to see answers. Life is too short for me to pray prayers that God cannot and will not answer. Amen. Hallelujah. I want my heart right with Him. I want to be able to pray and know that He's bending down to listen. Praise God. Well, listen to 1 John 5 in the New Covenant, 14 and 15. This is the confidence that we have in Him if we ask anything according to His will. He heareth us. And if we know that He heareth us, 
we know we have the petition that we've desired of him. Hallelujah. I want to read that again. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, we know. Well, how do you know that he hears? Because you know you have discovered and surrendered to his will. It may be a scripture that reveals his will in a particular area and you incorporate that. You understand that. You bow to that. You, you obey that. You apply that. Amen. When you pray, praise God. Amen. And we know then that we have the petition. We know that we know that we know. To know that he hears is to know that we have. If we pray according to his will with faith in our heart, we know he hears us. We know before the answer comes. We know though the circumstances may go in the opposite direction. We know though Satan may mock us. We know though the answer may be delayed. We wait because we know it's coming. Praise God. We rejoice before we see it. For we know we have the answer. Because to know he hears is to know we have. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. And a way to know that, a way to know that is to first discover his will. Look at First Kings real quickly today. Amen. If we run a little over, we'll try to make up for it. We have a few minutes left. First Kings 18.1 And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came into Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself to Ahab, and I will send rain upon I will send rain upon the earth. Hallelujah. Been three years and no rain as a chastisement, corrective judgment, and a punishment. So the first step in no so faith is to discover the will of God. Elijah now has full assurance that God will hear him because he has his word. The second step in no so faith is to confess what God has promised. Before Elijah prayed, he told Ahab that rain was coming. <laughs> when you know the will of God, you get bold. <laughs> Amen. Your faith becomes emboldened because you know it's God's will. Hallelujah. Before Elijah prayed, Amen. He told Ahab that rain was coming. 1 Kings 18.41 And Elijah said to Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of an abundance of rain. <laughs> Hallelujah. We, I live in the south. I live in the deep south in America, in Florida. Amen. Where this broadcast originates and we might say it's coming a frog strangler. <laughs> Glory be to God. Amen. Remember, he confessed God's word before he even prayed because he knew God's will through his word. His unwavering faith was based on God's unfailing word. Hallelujah. The third step in no-so faith is to pray persistently. In verse 42, 
of Kings 18, 1 Kings 18, it said, So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went to the top, up to the top of Carmel. And he cast himself down to the earth and put his face between his knees. He went up there and he prayed. How do you know? New Testament confirms what we're reading, that this was prayer. He wasn't just hoping. that He was praying in the will of God because of what he had discovered in the Word of God, through the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. How do you know? Because it said Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are, but he prayed and God shut up heaven he prayed again and God opened the heavens and let the rains come the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much hallelujah and verse 43 says and he said unto his servant go up now look toward the sea see once you pray in the will of God and you know you have the answer you start you start looking for it to be manifest. And he's told his servant, go and look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. Here we go. No so praying doesn't let the circumstance sway us at all. And he said, go again seven times. You just keep on looking. If you, amen. You have need of patience, right? After we've done the will of God, we might receive the promise. Well, the first time out of the seven, nothing. Second, nothing. Third, nothing. Fourth, nothing. Somebody said, hey, it's time. God is not going to come through. Let's just give up. Let's just back off. No, no, let's just keep believing. Fifth time, nothing. Sixth time, nothing. Seventh time, a little something. (laughs) Man, I want you to say a little something. See, when you're expecting something great to occur, it don't take the great thing initially, just some little something that indicates, <laughs> hallelujah, that something is about to occur. It's about to happen. And verse 44 says, And it came to pass as the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud (laughs) out of the sea like a man's hand. Glory be to God. This word hand in the Hebrew is the palm of the hand, also used as the hollow of a pan or a vessel. God's going to manifest this thing. God, by his mighty right hand, is going to pour out a rain. And he said, Go up and say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot. Get thee down that the rain not stop thee. And it came to pass that in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind and there was a great rain. And Ahab rose and went to Jezreel and the hand, he saw it, didn't he? The hand of the Lord was upon Elijah and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Praise God. Amen. If I'm reading this right, Ahab's in a chariot with horses. Amen. And Elijah outran him. Well, I don't know exactly the proximity to each person to Jezreel, but I know one thing. 
I know one thing. If you want to be energized, if you want to be enthusiastic, amen, when we start praying no-so prayers because we are surrendered to the will of God, we're going to see the hand of God. Amen. And I can see that God is moving. I see by faith because we have prayed in faith. Hallelujah. If it's God's will to get our attention through a chastisement, it's also his will to respond to us when we repent and to restore amen everything that the caterpillar the canker worm and the palmer worm and the locust have eaten and he will send what he'll send how will he restore by sending the former and the latter rain in one season to give us a bumper crop Praise God. I'm not just talking about material gain, getting back what we lost through the pandemic materially. I'm talking about, amen, a fruitfulness in the kingdom, a fruitfulness in evangelism, a mighty move of God to shake us and give us a victory that will bring many souls into the kingdom just before Jesus comes again. Amen. I'm praying that every Christian will pray about a wicked way in us. We'll let God help us search our own hearts and that we will not keep praying prayers that God cannot legitimately answer because our hearts are not clean and our motives are not pure. Praise God. But when those two things occur in the heart, and then we can use our faith. Hallelujah. And we can use it legitimately, and God is going to hear, and God is going to heal our land, and God is going to send help for every need of our life. And today I'm going to tell you something. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Bible said in the New Covenant, for we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Keepeth his commandments. I'm not just talking about keeping the law perfectly. I'm talking about bowing to the Lordship of Jesus, seeking to obey Him, yielding to Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't run from God, especially now in the perilous time in the last of the last days. Run to Him. One thing is for sure, if you confess your sins and you accept and you turn from them and you accept Christ as your Savior, God will receive you as His own son, His own daughter. He will bring you into His royal family. He will cast your sins, as we call it, into the sea of forgetfulness, to the deepest part of that sea. And your sins and mine, He will remember no more. Oh, come to Jesus today and find that place of safety. Bow to Him as the Lord of your life. 
Let your kingdom go so that His kingdom can come. Hallelujah. If you're a Christian today, I pray that we will search our hearts. I pray that we will pray the prayer of Psalm 51. Wash me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit, O God. Amen.